my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Today, I am joined with Mike Dane, my old buddy that we met hey. in Bolivia. What's going on, <laughs> Mikey? What's up, buddy? Yeah, so a little bit about myself, just in terms of introduction. Yeah, I started digital nomading like maybe two and a half years ago. Mostly have traveled a lot in like Latin America, Europe, I've been to Africa, lived in Australia for a little bit, India. So I've kind of, you know, maybe done one lap around the world. And yeah, I've just been <laughs> living this life for the last two and a half years, traveling a lot with Jeff. It's been really fun. So you, I met you like right when you started, right? We met in, yeah. we met in Bolivia, just for the audience context. We met in Bolivia, which is a, yeah. a crazy weird Wi-Fi tribe chapter. We've since been yeah. in many chapters, but this one's weird because first off, Bolivia is fucking weird. For, yeah, I mean, you're, it's you're like Mars, man. Yeah, like I think we were living at like 2,000 meters elevation. I don't even know what the number is, but we were like pretty high up elevation wise where like, yeah sort of breathing in you know some people got sick kimmy on your chapter actually got physically ill for any of you going to bolivia just understand you're landing at like i think it's eleven thousand feet so yeah if you go to the past that's the world i think that's 3500 meters yeah like one of the things i didn't realize before i started traveling was that you know what it, what it's like to be living at an altitude like that because I, I mean in the states here like you can go to like colorado or the rockies and like live that same thing but i'd never done that and yeah it's like when you're in a place like that or like if, if anyone's gone to cusco and peru it's the same thing where you're like <gasps> like you i would wake up in the middle of the night just like <gasps> did you have that too getting in air? That yeah it's <laughs> so weird yeah people people just randomly get sick and there's like no way to tell if you're one of those people you just go and like do your best you know hope that but also if you're at elevation like everything's more intense like you get drunk yeah. faster. I think water boils faster, so it's crazy. I couldn't even get I couldn't even get drunk there. I just started feeling like shit. I had two of those really yeah. bad Bolivian beers. I think that's the most I maxed out on in like six weeks, and that is damned impressive for me to go six <laughs> yeah. weeks with only two beers in one shot. Yeah, because like me and Jeff weren't. We were staying in like there's the big city in Bolivia, which is La Paz, it's the capital. But then we were staying like forty minutes outside in like the basically in the middle of nowhere so like you just really go to these like, little tienda stores and buy the, the shittiest you know <laughs> beer or whatever it's just <laughs> that reminds me that's i mean that is the closest thing that you could get to shopping where we were staying yeah you go to the little store you know it's yeah. sponsored by coca-cola and the other one's sponsored by pepsi yep. they're like, weirdly yep. competing for the that store space like <laughs> i i remember I actually went to that store and bought a bunch of toys for everybody in the house we all live in a house together so and it, actually you lived in like an extension down the street right i was in the side uh, house yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're right next to each other though so we were all living in a house so i i went into one of those stores and i saw like a whole bunch of paper airplanes i'm like yeah, yeah. we're gonna have top gun wars in the house so i bought like nine <laughs> paper airplanes and it was like eight seconds of fun and then everyone's just like yeah. right, this, this oh is yeah dude mess. that's that's where we met for like i think we hung out for like a week and a half and then you left 
I was on, I went on an ayahuasca trip, which is an entire, that's a podcast and maybe three beer conversation. Yeah, dude, I'll hear me on that podcast, man. I've heard this story like three or four times. (laughs) It's amazing. I'm just going autopilot now. I could just talk through that thing. Like it's, Jeff's got a whole, he's got the whole story like arced out. It's really beautiful. Like there's like a 20 minute version there. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. There's a, it's one of my podcasts. Yeah. We, we, we can go 20 minutes. You can go one hour. It depends on it. How Dude, I've never done it still, done. but everybody who has done it has amazing stories. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's for the list. I mean, you want to go back to Bolivia and do that thing. I'll buy it. Yeah. I want to do it in like somewhere down there, like Peru or yeah. Bolivia or, you know, Peru's big on that. I'm up for either. Let's, let's back up a, a step or two. So yeah. I met you like right at the beginning of you going, <laughs> digital nomad and this mm-hmm. was like pretty close to my beginning i was probably like, like two or three months in yeah 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 yeah. okay so was i because i started in columbia well i started kind of like the winter before that so maybe i was like six or seven months in but what was that like what was the moment for you where you're like i'm gonna become a traveler a digital nomad like bring me back there well i had always wanted to travel and uh, like when i was in high school i always thought it'd be fun to like you know just always watching people on youtube like backpacking or you know, just what digital nomading, living that type of lifestyle. And I'm a computer programmer. So it was always like, it was always going to be pretty easy for me to like get a remote job and do that. But basically I I went to college and uh, did the whole college thing. And when I graduated from college, I was like pretty much the opposite of like the way I am right now. So I was like in a serious relationship. Like I had this full-time job with this big company. You know what I mean? I was kind of like doing all of that, but I, for whatever reason, it I just always had it in the back of my head. Like I've always wanted to go do this. And as much as I was, you know, was in this relationship and had all this stuff, I was kind of like, you know what, I'm never going to be able, I'm never going to have this opportunity again. I think I was like 24 at the time, never going to have this opportunity again to be able to go do this. So I broke up with my girlfriend, quit my job. I got like a 20 hour a week side job and then just started traveling. And I think for like, for me, it was because I'm a computer programmer. And because I had been wanting to do that, like, it was something that had kind of been building up over like four or five years, where I I was getting myself ready financially, even though I was like in this relationship and doing all this stuff, I was getting myself ready financially. And like, so that I could sort of go on my own. Um, So I think for me, it was it wasn't necessarily like I decided to go traveling and then two months later, I'm, you know, somewhere crazy. <laughs> or like I've been thinking about this for 10 years. Yeah. I've been saving up for, you know, yeah. pretty much always had it in the back of my mind. Like I'd love to have some money to be able to do this. So I think for me, it was a culmination of like 10 years of building it up and then finally yeah. just doing it. But it was, you know, unfortunately it was like pretty painful to, it, you know, I had to give up a lot of stuff to go do it the way I wanted yeah. to do it. I think ultimately yeah. it's worth it, you know? So that was kind of my like, in, yeah. A lot of people have like a different arc going into it. Like I, yeah. I kind of just, I'm the example of the person that just kind of fell into it. Like they closed, yeah. <laughs> they, kind of, they closed down our San Francisco office. I moved out to the East Bay, literally got bored. So I started traveling. Like it was as unplanned yeah. as you get. And well, dude, was- you have the craziest like backstory too, where like you were like an exterminator and then you're like a CMO <laughs> of a SEO marketing that. company. And you you know what I mean? It's like, you sort of like touch all of these, you, yeah. you really have the, the arc, man. It's, it's impressive, dude. Like, 
It really is. We never talked about that in this podcast. Yeah, for for the listeners, what he's talking about is I was a mosquito control technician. I I killed (laughs) mosquitoes. And like one of the things I like to do when I tell people that don't know that, because nobody really knows like how you kill mosquitoes. I'll just come up with stories and fake tools that I use. Like I'll tell them I use a little, I'll look them dead in the eye and I'll tell them I use mini bow and arrows with poison (laughs) parts. And yeah, 50- you got you got to be real accurate with those little arrows, man. They're you, flying all. You got to be you got to be a dead eye with those things. Fifty percent level accuracy. Yeah, fifty percent of people believe me. If we have a couple of years, goes up. It pushes sixty percent. It's incredible. But yeah, I've got a weird saying, dude, it's like it's such a different <laughs> path. But we, but yeah. you know, me and you have both been traveling together. It's like crazy, man. Yeah, but you you've got a, an example of a path that's like just kind of a longer arc, and it it you kept pushing and getting there and getting there and getting there. And then you made a huge move. Like everything you talked about is like a huge departure from the path that you were on, which had to have been scary. But I think like for me, once again, like I had been building it up. So like, even for me, you know, I I sort of had all this stuff around me, like Mm. the girlfriend and the job, but actually I had like, I had money that I was saving up. And at this, like when I was working my full-time job, I also had another part-time job that I started getting into. So mm-hmm. then it was even easier because I quit my main job, but I also had this other source of income ready to go, had money saved up in the bank. So it's just like, you know, from working this job, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you do kind of have to just with whatever situation you're in, you got to finagle mm-hmm. it, you know, yourself. And like, that's yeah. kind of one of the things that sucks is that it's like, it's sometimes it's you know it's easier than than others tell me about a moment that just like kind of grabbed you and reminded you okay this is why i did this you know as as a traveler it's just like the first thing that comes to mind like yeah yeah. first thing that comes to mind was the first trip i took to medellin and colombia which is like a digital nomad hot spot you know that's like a good place to go and um and I, I remember getting off the plane and taking a taxi into the city. And like for anyone who's been to Medellin, like basically you, the airport is like on the other side of this massive hill. So you like drive up this hill and then you're at the top of this hill and you look down at like the entire city. And I remember like I was just in the cab, like, you know, driving down there, seeing that. And I'm like, there's this whole other uh-huh. part of the world, this whole other culture, this whole other like crazy land of like, Latin America or South America. Like, I never re- even like thought about it as like a real place. And then you're there. And it's, I remember just having this feeling of like, dude, the world's so much bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. And there's like so much more going, there's people doing all sorts of crazy stuff. There's so much going on, you know, and I had been sort of, I had traveled before, but I, you know, it was the first time I was really on my own and like in Free. this foreign land. Yeah. So it was sort of a culture shock, but I think in a good way where I was like, damn, like I, I was humbling where I'm like, wow, I really like my perspective on the world has been extremely limited, you know? And so I yeah. think that's what hooked me into it as I'm just like, what else? Like I've almost been just been chasing that same feeling, you know? Yeah, that, it was, it hit me too. Same thing. Uh, it was Columbia. We talk about Medellin a lot on this podcast just because yeah, it's off. It's awesome. It checks every well, box. We're all Wi-Fi travelers and like on Wi-Fi tribe, it's a legendary Wi-Fi yeah. tribe. Like if you're trying to do Wi-Fi tribe, that's the, that's the starter package just because wi-fi travel has been there like 40 times so there's like all the places that you go you know yeah. it's all like it's i don't know it's a good place to like start out you know I, I think a lot of people, yeah like i think a lot of people when they get into traveling like you think that you have to be like on your own and like i'm out on this yeah. insane adventure and it is an adventure but it's also like 
to me, it's never about where I am. It's always about who I'm with, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. that's important is like having people that you can share these experiences with, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's important. And I think like to be able to just like also rely on other people, you know, like, Hey, these are the people that I'm traveling with. Like these, these are the people who I'm, you know, we're going on these adventures together. Like it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's uh Medellin is interesting for, for me, it was just, again, kind of chance. I ended up choosing Medellin is like, I went on a vacation, just the standard, you know, you're working for a company, you get a couple of weeks off. I'm going to pick a place to go, you know, it's yeah. like the poor, the poor schmuck at the desk job, just going like, <laughs> all right, I've got my three weeks a year. Where do I want to go? Where's my vacation? And I chose a couple of places yeah. in Colombia. I didn't know anything about it. It was like Cartagena. Bogota and Medellin. I landed in Medellin. I only had like three days there or something. I was with my buddy and like, Oh my God, we're in El Poblado. I was like, this place is incredible. He he says, why don't you just like take a sabbatical and live here for like three months or something. I'm all, that sounds like a good idea. And then I saw a Wi-Fi tribe and I was like, I don't have to take shit. I can just go there and work. And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know anybody. And I get to the top of the hill again. Same thing you're talking about. Like you look over this hill at the entire city, your entire world just gets enormous. You're like, oh my God, there's like thousands of these moments around the world. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to need to chase these moments because the world at home in Roanoke Park, California just got way too fucking small all of a sudden. Exactly. Then you get down the vomit comet of a hill. (laughs) <laughs> and then you just try to focus not on puking to get into a right yeah the transmission on the guy's car is a little you know wanky or whatever you kind of uh always it's always yeah it's always a Dude, I think, transmission. going back to what you're saying before though i think just for me like getting into traveling like i, I really don't think that the hard like for somebody who's like trying to travel like i don't think the hardest part is like that i have a job or that I, it's always like to me it's always the relationships which you know, it's always like the commitments that you have, which are what's holding you back from doing it. You know what I mean? Like most people who I, who I talk to, it's like, because that's the reality is like to go out and travel the way we're traveling. Like it's very difficult to have like a significant other or to have these like really close yeah. friends, you know what I mean? To, to maintain these like relationships. And I think for most, for a lot of people, it's just not mm-hmm. worth it, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But sure. I think when you think about like getting into something like this, it's everybody talks about like, how do I convince my boss of this or that or you know, how do I save up this amount of money? And it's like, that stuff is doable. You know what I mean? But the hardest hurdle, at least that I had to overcome was like allowing myself to be free from these like relationships that were holding me back, which was, you mm. know, friendships that I had, like yeah. the, the relationship that I was in, like that stuff I think was what held me back, you know? So how but did I, you do it? Well, I think that's, that's what is the, the bad thing is it's just painful. You know what I mean? Like at a certain yeah. point, like you're either going to go do it or you're not going to do it. Yeah. And like, you can't, you, sometimes in life you want to try to have both things, but it's like, mm. you have to pick one. And I think for me, the decision was just like, you know, I'm never going to have an opportunity to do this again, yeah. you know, to be living this lifestyle again. So it's, it's almost worth, you know, sacrificing some of that other stuff. But unfortunately, mm. That is the dilemma that a lot of people find themselves in. I think this is the exact yeah. dilemma on myself, in, which is you can't have both. You can't have both, man. And it's like, yeah. you know, but also I think it's not that. See, this is the other thing about life as well is like a lot of times when I go on a trip, you know, I'll be leaving somewhere that I was having a lot of fun in, or I'm leaving home, mm-hmm. and then I get to the new place and I just feel insanely homesick. I feel lonely. I feel like I just want to go back to what I was doing. Like this is yeah. foreign. This is new. It's like a. It's a very intense 
homesickness, anxiety, like mm-hmm. it's because it's change, but like it's always on the other side of that change where these amazing experiences happen. So it's like it's almost mm-hmm. like I'll come to a place like I'll leave one country, go to another country. And I'm like, man, I just want to go back to that other place with all the friends that I had there and all the things I was doing. I don't want to be in this new place. And then two weeks later, I'm like, well, I don't want to leave this new place. You know, but that to me has been a lot of what traveling has been. It's just like overcoming a lot of that, like change anxiety, you know, that's what you need. You need to be able to have that freedom if you're going to be able to go and, and live a lifestyle like that. So it's it's interesting man it's an interesting it's an interesting way to live your life you know with all this constant change it's the experiences with the people for me like i i started off doing this thing alone it was like it was the december before i did the medellin chapter and i was like okay i'm i'm finally finally free so they they (laughs) shut down the office and i'm all fuck yes i finally got my dream okay so i lined up yeah, I, I was stoked. I was like, okay, I can work when I want, where I want. So I said, first place I'm going to go is San Diego. All enough. So we were just down in San Diego. It's like, I'm, yeah, I, I just wanted, to, wanted to check it out. I never checked it out before. So I was, okay, I booked a month in Airbnb, San Diego, packed up Charlie, my dog, put her in the car, and we just drove down there. It's eight hours bomb straight down. It's like, all right, let's, let's give this thing a go. Nobody was down there. I didn't have any friends. I didn't travel with anybody. I just was like, it's just going to work out. It'll be fine. I'll be in a new city. It didn't work out. It wasn't fine. And I didn't like it. I was like, okay, there's something missing. And it was that it was shared experiences. And when you don't have that, it just doesn't, it doesn't click. It doesn't click for you. So I got back and that's when I was like, try, I put it all together and then I found Wi-Fi tribe online. And then that's when the Columbia chapter happened. But it is like, it is sharing these things with people. It's, it's doing it with a group of like-minded people. Yeah. Like we did this last year. So if we if we fast forward to this last year, we've been to Colombia. You went off to Ecuador for a month. Yeah, um, Guatemala and Belize too. And Guatemala and Belize, home for a little bit, yeah. And then we yeah. went to Western Europe, Spain, and then Eastern Europe, Romania, and then down to Italy. And then you traveled again through Western Europe a little bit. So yeah. give me, if you look back on 2021 travel in particular, you sit on your, you're on your deathbed now. What? What sticks out at you as you think of really, really fondly of last year? Could be a moment, could be a, a I mean, feeling. It was just like a lot of, I mean, for me, it was a lot of like just hyper, like so socializing a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, that to me, it was just about like, just because pretty much the whole year I'm just living with like four or five other people. And it's normally like the same people. And then we're always like meeting other people, which for me is like not always the most, I don't know, like I'll struggle with like social anxiety and things like that. You know what I mean? So for me, I think last year, one of the things that stands out was just overcoming a lot of that and like really throwing myself into these situations, Yeah, um, which has been like really a big growth experience for me. And then I think also just like when you put yourself in situations like that, you know what I mean? Where you're uncomfortable where you know for me like a big social situation where I'm meeting like when I was in Guatemala for example like there's so many people that were there and I probably met 20 new friends you know what I mean and like to me it's just like holding all of that in my head and like managing all of that it's like it's not something that I always felt like I was good at doing but Mm. just having gone through those situations and like you know it, it came out of the other side like with a ton of friends and doing all of that stuff you just sort of get a little bit more 
confidence. And so I think that is what stuck out to me. As far as like experiences go, I mean, we had a couple, I had a couple of experiences this year of just insane, like, like physical exertions. Like when we were in Guatemala, we hiked these like two active volcanoes. Like I'm literally hiking this volcano and like the volcano next to it's like erupting and like, it was insane. And then when I was in Ecuador, pictures. It's insane. Yeah. and then when I was in Ecuador, I tried to hike this mountain Cotopaxi mm. and failed miserably because there was like this insane <laughs> snowstorm and I got altitude sickness. But yeah, yeah just like, like insane. circle with that. It was a very humbling year for me, like physically, you know, yeah. just, just getting your ass kicked by uh, some of these like insane pieces of nature. It's It's awesome. Sure. You also kind of went into a deeper existential place where you're trying to figure out yeah. life and life itself we had a lot of conversations yeah. about this too but i don't know living this kind of lifestyle does make you question a lot of stuff you know exactly, a lot of, lot of yeah. deeper deeper meaning types of types of things which you kind of mm-hmm. get lost in your daily trappings when you're just sitting at home and you're just like oh what's i'm gonna watch the netflix and kind of zone out but yeah you spent a lot of time soul searching this year too yeah i think a lot of it just comes from that like for me, a lot of it just came out of that, just being in uncomfortable situations. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's easy. Like you see somebody and you're like, oh, this person is, you know, has everything together. And like, they're always perfectly confident and perfectly, mm. you know, they, they have all their whole life together, but you have no idea what's going on internally. And at least for me, like a lot of this. You have no idea. You have no exactly. idea. You see, it's, what, it's you, you see whatever they're projecting out there. Right. And it's almost like, you know, for myself, at least like I can hold, a conversation with any group of people now like I know I have that skill I know how to do that but at the same time internally I'm like scared to death or like you know not all the time but like that is still there and I think to me like that's also spawned this sort of internal journey like whatever that even means but just you know questioning like why do we live the way that we live and why do we do the things that we do and like when you live outside of society a little bit like that sort of the way we were where you're just moving from one place to another you can't help but you know, you come to a, a city, for example, and everybody's going about their daily business, like, like I always used to do just every day doing sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I sort of exist outside of that. It, you do start to question like, and, and meanwhile, I'm, I'm living and I'm able to support myself and do all this stuff. So you start to question like, like, what do I really need to actually live? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, what is actually the way that I should be going about? I don't know. Basically, you just start asking these mm-hmm. deeper questions which for me has been like a pretty interesting journey i one of the questions that i ask you you said what do i need to live i've asked that quite a few times like material material what do i need to live and the answer is like very very little yeah i mean even if i look at my closet at home at home where i store some stuff i hardly have any stuff I don't need any of it. I like need 10% of it. I've got a couple mm. of my favorite shirts. They all fit in a backpack, some underwear, some socks, and that's it. And a toothbrush and your passport and a phone and a computer. And that's that's kind of all you need to survive this lifestyle. Dude, I totally agree. Like, I think there is, especially with Airbnb, I think Airbnb is such a good invention because it's, it is like, mm-hmm. you can get a place for a month. You can get a place for two months. And yeah, it's more expensive, but it's also like, you go to an Airbnb and you have a bed, you have dishes, you have, you know, somewhere to cook, you have a refrigerator, you have a bathroom, you have toilets, like everything, when you walk in, you have everything you need. And like, for, like, at least for us this past year, it's like, we sort of got into this, 
zone where we just have our bags and then you just basically come in and you sort of plug into the airbnb for a month yeah. and you pack everything up and we go to another airbnb and you, and you plug into that like i always thought you know even if like if you're just living in a city like let's say you move to a new city and you want to check it out it's like there's always this pressure to like sign some year-long lease or like you know, hey, I, I'm thinking about living in this city. It's like, well, I don't want, you know, do I really want to take a jump and like commit to some big thing with Airbnb? It's like when we were in Barcelona, for example, we lived in four different apartments throughout the city was for the four? month that we were there. It was or three four. or four. It was four if we, cl- if I think we it was four. The, the three-day cave that Yeah, we always forget about. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But it's there is something really, like not even digital nomading. It's like, oh, I think Chicago is really cool. Like, let me go, you know, mm-hmm. for two weeks and like digital nomadic is not like, I feel like it can be like easy mode or it can be hard mode. You know what I mean? It can just yeah. be like, I go somewhere new, like there's flights all around the U S domestically for like under a hundred dollars. Like you just go yeah. like into some Airbnb and you know, yeah, it's a little expensive, yeah. but it's also a, a valuable experience, you know? That's actually a, a good point that you bring up. A lot of the audience that listens to this podcast is like, they're not yet digital nomads and and part of it is part of the reason why is stuff that we talked about earlier which is like just ripping off the band-aid and and accepting (laughs) that you're going to lose some stuff with the transition but another thing is just fear of doing it and like how the how to do it and i I just tell people it's like it's literally two things you buy a plane ticket and you Mm. rent an airbnb like the airbnb is huge everything is set up for you <clears throat> your internet's done your refrigerator's yeah. done. there's sometimes there's even a washing machine and dryer like it's yeah. just going from one home to another like your biggest struggle is sitting and waiting on a plane and then finding mm-hmm. a taxi and because once you get to your airbnb you've got a new home you've got a temporary mm-hmm. home with everything that you need it is like shockingly easy to do it it's like a hack man i don't like i i think it you know it's almost like you have to be like some fully committed digital nomad like I'm talking about where you quit yeah. your job and you get your side, whatever. Like, you know, you have to go through all of this struggle. But it's like, no, like most people, if you work remote, first off, nobody cares where you're working from. So, yeah, it's like, no. you know, instead of taking some big leap into it's like, at least for me, like I had built it up for so long, like I knew it was something that I wanted to do. But like. Mm-hmm. For somebody who's, I guess, just like wanting to get into it, I mean, why not just go somewhere, for example, in the US? Like, it's so easy. Do it for a couple of weeks, like, even not as a lifestyle, but just as yeah. like maybe a couple of times a year, you spend two weeks in some new city. It's like you can still work, you can still do all that stuff. Because yeah. even what you find is when, like, at least for me traveling, like, for example, we went to Florence for a month and like, I, di- I didn't go see any of the tourist stuff. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't either. I, didn't do it. I, mean, I did it for a month. I didn't go see any of the big tourist yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, but I, I, but, I did, but I did have my morning walking route that I would do every morning. And I did know all yeah. these cool spots in the city that I like to go to. And I sort of had my own experience. And I think yeah. that's one of the beauties of the digital nomadic is it's like during the day you're kind of busy and then you almost appreciate the time that you have somewhere a little more. And I think, spending like a week somewhere where it's your big vacation of the year. And now there's all this pressure on it. Well, we got to go on this tour and this thing. We don't want to waste any time while we're here. It's like that type of, you know, all or nothing. Like this is my only two weeks that I have off this year. Like so much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's sort of like messed up, right? Because it's, it's most people's situations and it's not the way to, Mm-hmm. I think really enjoy yourself traveling. So like, especially now with the pandemic, like a lot of people have remote work or they have more 
flexibility around that. It's like even just going somewhere, hey, I'm, let's just go to this, you know, U.S. city that we like for two weeks and then we just come back home. You know what I mean? It's it's not a it's not a big deal. You know, I mean, obviously you have to pay money for all of that and stuff. It's, you know, it costs money, but it's it's the kind of thing that if you want to do it, you can work it into a budget, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely work this thing into a budget. It's It's really not that... It's really not that complicated. Looking back, looking back on this year, you made some you made some shifts like professionally, career-wise. What would you say looking back on what you did this year stands out as like a an accomplishment that you feel pretty good about? Hmm. That's a that's a good one, man. It's a little well, tough, I know, in your particular case, because you're working on a long end game. So it's like a lot of tiny wins to get to like yeah. the game of what you're working on now. But is there anything that jumps out at you as you're like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. I killed it. Yeah, like I I actually am not working on the project anymore. I took took a break from it, but I was working on this like coding boot camp. And I it's like an online coding boot camp because I have this a YouTube channel where I teach people how to code. So I was gonna like I was, you know, I had all these people who were like following me on YouTube. So I was like, I'm going to create this like premium YouTube or this premium like product, you know, a, a coding bootcamp. It was going to be like this interactive RPG game where you're like learning how to code. And I was working on it with my brother. And I always thought like the hardest part of doing something like that would get, would be to have people sign up for it. And so I basically had this idea for what I wanted to do. And then I created a little marketing website and I had a, you know, a place where people could put their emails in or whatever. And I always thought like, you know, nobody would sign up for something like that. Like I, I just never thought it would be like possible to do something like that. But actually I was able to like market this thing pretty successfully and like get a bunch of people to sign up. Now I'm not, I actually don't think I want to work on it anymore, ironically, just because I don't think it's going to be a good fit for me. Um, just really? as I was working. Wow. Yeah, like I we haven't caught up in a bit. Jesus, that's a big. Yeah, well, I was kind of just like, I don't like, I don't wow. think I want to like be tied to this you know what i mean it was just okay. gonna be yeah it just it, whatever it just wasn't a good fit for me but i think just do, going through that whole process of like trying to get that going and like eventually yeah. deciding that it wasn't for me like i think it was i learned a lot from that so yeah okay All right. do you have anything uh, what do you got planned for this year you got anything that you're working on or you're just gonna wing it dude i'm just trying to take a little break last year was pretty intense so i think for now i'm yeah. just in kind of like i'm not really doing too much like I'm, i gotta figure out what my what my next move is but yeah yeah i think that's part of it i think that's like a healthy thing to take a step back and just like not say i have to be productive all the time what is that mindset there's this weird american i don't maybe it's maybe it's other places yeah too. like especially here this mindset where you like i i have to win the morning i have to do right. this what is dude, that? that I, okay. And that's that's exactly. Exercise. And then you're like forcing all of these things that are supposed to come natural to you. Dude, it's exactly what was happening to me where like basically that's why, because this was always my dream was to have like the, in my brother as well, like we we're working out together. It was a collaboration. Yeah. And like, it was always our dream to have this like, you know, course or whatever that we would sell and market. And we would be like the coding instructors and like we could teach people like our way of doing it. And it's, it was a beautiful idea but what I found was two things. One is that there was just an insane amount of pressure that I was putting on myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't able to not do that. So like when I, I would wake up every day and I'd feel, if I didn't immediately start working on this project, like I'd feel guilty. I'm like, well, I said it was going to be out in you know, this many months or whatever. I have this many people signed up. It's like, 
I need to do this. And I was so paranoid about making it perfect because now my whole reputation is involved in like Mm. this course that I'm building. And like, and it was one of those things where I felt like I was always thinking about the future. I was always thinking two weeks ahead, three months ahead in three months, then this is going to get released. And then we're going to be able to do this in two weeks. I'm going to have this done Mm. today. I'm going to get this, 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 and this done. And I just realized that like, I was sort of enslaved to this project, Hmm. you know? And then in addition to that, it's like, I was working on it with my brother and it sort of changed our relationship as well where it's like now instead of just being brothers we were sort of like business partners you know yeah. and it was i didn't like that yeah that we didn't like that what it was doing to us it's like we would come home to visit my parents house or whatever and we're just talking about this business we're not talking about you know we were just too wrapped up in it man and i yeah. think yeah for me that was what i didn't like was that it's like yeah i could have done this whole thing but it was also like it was gonna take up all my time and yeah. I didn't like that I woke up in the morning and I felt guilty about not working on something and I wasn't able to separate those things way. yeah that's not a good way to it's to tricky man because it's day. like it, it is it would have been a cool thing to do and like we would have made some money off of it and like it would have been nice but then you also have to like I've been thinking more and more about like just when I wake up in the morning, like, how am I feeling? You know what I mean? Am I feeling stressed out? Am I feeling like, cause I ultimately like, I don't have that much time on earth and I don't want to wake up feeling stressed out. Like, I just don't want to spend yeah. my time feeling those negative emotions. And it's like, for me to be able to go and build this thing and do this thing, yeah, it's, I'm going to have to go into that because, or, you know, maybe I could mm-hmm. figure out some way to balance it out. But for me, it, it was almost just like, you're so caught up in everything that you almost have to just like drop it for a little bit and get some perspective yeah. on. So that's kind of where I'm at. And this has all just been happening recently, but it's yeah. exactly what you're saying, man, is it's like, it's almost this idea that you need to wake up and like start, you know, disciplining your body and start starving yourself or you're on some diet or you're repressing something or, you know, I wake up and now I have a million things that I need to do. It's like, you almost do start to wonder like, well, what's the whole point? Like, it, cause, mm-hmm. because when, you know, you set your two week goal and then two weeks later, maybe you're a little happy because you accomplished it, but now you just are looking forward to another two weeks. You just reset. Disciplining yourself, you know, uh, working yourself to the bone. Like there's almost this mentality nowadays where it's like, you you need to kind of hurt yourself. Like you need to make yourself really, really uncomfortable. And it's Mm -hmm. a double-edged sword because we were talking about this before. It's almost religious, isn't it? Yeah, because like discomfort does... Yeah. And like discomfort does teach Mm. you lessons, but it's also like, am I going to force that on myself? And then you start to realize it's like, I'm, you know, I'm dieting myself, starving myself, working myself, Mm -hmm. you know, working myself eight to 10 hours a day, burning myself out. It's like, do I like myself? You know what I mean? Am I like, and it's, you almost do have to go back to the moment where you're like, am I happy right now? Because if I'm not happy right now. Like yeah. I'm probably never going to be happy because it's always like right now. It's always right now. Yeah. It's getting pretty deep, but like, that's fine. We can go wherever we want on this podcast. Yeah. But like that was that to me, our podcast. Let's do it. That to me was like a, it's, it's like you're saying, man, it's like, I need to get up and win the day. I need to beat the day. It's like, you're going to beat the day. Like, you're going to beat the sun. Like you're going to beat all these trees that are growing. Like you're going to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's going to go on without you, whether you like it or not. You fight it, right. It's like, yeah. how are you going to win this? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You can't beat the day. Score. Yeah. So it's, I just found myself getting caught up in my ego and mm. getting caught up in this idea that I was going to be this like 
the coding instructor and making all this money and and right. there's nothing wrong with that that's i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying i realized that what that i was unable to separate you know i was unable to detach my ego from that i guess and get wrapped up in it and feel yeah. pressure and feel guilt and feel stress and feel you know like i'm failing or like i'm succeeding or whatever yeah. it's just like I just felt like I needed to give some perspective on it. So I think as far as work goes, that was a big journey for me, just like yeah. going through that process and like, you know, trying to navigate it and then going through it with my brother as well. It was good. Yeah. That stuff doesn't change when you're traveling either. Like that, that feeling no. of needing to be productive. And then in some ways it could be even worse because when you're, like you said, when you're traveling in a place, you almost feel like you're obligated to experience the place. Yes, dude. Yes. But you're not like, you're not, you could literally just sit in your, if you wanted to, you could sit in your exactly. for four weeks and not meet a person or learn one word of the language. Right. And do you, do you owe it to anybody to not do, like it? Right. Why do I need to go have, like, I would even say that like when I'm in Italy, like people are messaging me and they're like, did you go to this place? Did you go to this place? I'm like, no. And they're like, what are yeah. you even doing there? Like, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, but that's what I'm saying is like, I'm sitting in my Airbnb. Like, I don't want to, do anything but i'm like well i'm in italy so i need to... dude this is like obviously like first world problems like that anybody listening to this is like screw this guy for talking about this but it's a good it's point the reality it's the reality of it's a good point that you're making which is it. like it doesn't matter where you are in the world like you're you're gonna be there so if you're not yeah. you don't really like yourself that much or if you're you know disciplining yourself too much or if you're stressed out or if you're doing all of this it's like it's, it doesn't matter like how many friends you have or where you are, or what you're doing. It's, it is more of that like internal, like, am I okay? Just when I wake up in the morning, am I, how do I feel? Like, do mm -hmm. I feel good? Or do I feel like, Oh my God, what I got to do all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, how do I want to wake up in the morning? You know? So how do you, how do you balance it? Because on, on one hand, like it's good for humans to build things. I think, I don't yeah. think, being yeah. idle, doing nothing is, is healthy. I think we should be building totally things good. with our mind or with our hands and striving for stuff. I think we're driven by little accomplishments and stuff like that. But on the other hand, you don't want to get in the in the mindset where you're just like feel like you're constantly behind and waking up like that. So what do you do to reset? Like how do you wake up in the morning and go something's off? And where do you go where do you go from there? Dude, I really don't know. Um, do you walk, meditate, or just... I don't know. I mean, like, for me, it's, it, it almost is, like, it doesn't really matter what you do. You know, this is... I mean, at least for me, this is kind of an insight that I've been exploring is, like, like, no matter what you're doing, it's, like, if I'm walking or if I'm stretching or if I'm doing some, you know cold shower or if I'm whatever I'm doing it's like I'm still there so it's like yeah. yeah how do you it's almost like you have to address it like you know this sort of stress or this pressure and because I what I realized is like the reason I was feeling so much stress and pressure was because I had so much of I was so like like wrapped up in this project you know what I mean and mm -hmm. I felt like this is all of my reputation is wrapped up in this. Like I'm putting this out there publicly to all my YouTube followers or whatever. Like yeah. I'm sort of advertising this like now. And it's like, if I pull it off, then I'm super successful and I'm great. And like, mm -hmm. it's working out. But then if I fail, well, like that would have been like a big hit to my, like I would have seen myself as like less than, you know what I mean? I would have been like, mm -hmm. I failed. So I yeah. think for me, it's like, you almost have to be careful to get to, to get too much of, I guess, your ego wrapped up in like, 
you know, wrapped up in like this project is like, it's my, it's my chance out. It's, it's everything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, this is my final, you know, project or whatever that I'm going to be working on. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But that, I just realized like wanting to do that was what was creating all of the stress and the guilt and the pressure to begin with. So then just dropping it, like a lot of that has dropped away as well. Yeah. But then again, it's like, I don't have that project anymore. So it's like, do you think you'll pick it up again at some point? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, it's not going anywhere. I mean, it's not point. going. Dude, the page is still up there. Like, I haven't even, I haven't said anything about, like, not continuing. So I just figure I'll leave the page up there and yeah, come back to it. But like I said, I think it's it's been just having to take a step back from it mm-hmm. and realize there's nothing wrong with building that and doing that. In fact, it would be awesome. But it wasn't going to be awesome for me because I was approaching it the wrong way. Yeah. So I think it's, like, I always thought that, like, if I had some business or whatever, it's going to, like, this is going to be, this is going to change my life. Like this is going to be, you know, my ticket out of having to work or having to do anything. But what I realize is I'm just chaining myself to something that's going to wake me up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. stressing me out. You know, it's like, do I really want to live that way? And I was unable to separate, like some people I'm sure can separate that very easily, but I wasn't yeah. able to do that. So it's like, I'm just not cut out for that, I guess, at least not right now. It almost sounds like you recreated like a desk job. You know, like somebody that's just chained to a desk right. job, but and, and like I, and you manifested it in like a new place. Well, the thing that I the thing that I didn't like was that I was both the employee and the manager, mm-hmm. and so I like the relationship that I had with myself around it was very abusive. Where I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you piece of shit, like you got to get up and work on this. You got to grind. It's like, is that how I want to be talking? Because oh, if somebody's talk talking to me, like, right? It's like I don't. Know. Yeah. I don't want to talk to myself like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, cause now I have to live with a manager all the time in my head, you know? And now I'm always this, like, so I have all the pressure of being the manager and also all the pressure of being the employee. Right. And I, I you know what I mean? You're just, you, you're just sort of like hurting yourself, you know? At a certain yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And so you took some time off and now you just can kind of pick up what feels right. Yeah, it took some time. So I still have my YouTube channel that like I get a little ad revenue from, but yeah, yeah that's pretty much what I'm doing now and just trying to figure out my next move. And do you have travel plan? Nothing right now. Nothing no. at all. Wow. Okay. Nothing at all, man. I mean, I'm sure, well, I'm kind of like Nikki and Kevin, who are two of our friends are in, where are they? Bulgaria right now. I so, so yeah, I think whenever they, they, think they back, finally sure got maybe, in. Yeah. Maybe we'll go back out and do something else, but I'm feeling pretty like, pretty relaxed at the moment so yeah right on man well thanks for joining me today yeah dude we've chatted a hundred times but um never done it in front of an audience so it was fun that's a wrap on this episode thank you so much for joining us today if you have a dream to travel the world the best way to do that for the long term is to have a job or a way to make an income while you are traveling. And one of our favorite ways is having a remote job that you can do that pays you an income while you're working from your laptop, wherever you are in the world, solid Wi-Fi connection, of course. So if you want to learn what remote job options are out there for you, check out beachcommute.com slash 91. That's the number 91 to see 91 different job titles that actual digital nomads in our community are doing. We hope you enjoy it. And most of all, we hope to see you somewhere in the world very soon. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,